Most of us are stuck seeking for perfection, while in reality, perfection is a blanket to cover up the fear of rejection, failure, or criticism. When you have the bigger picture, the North Star, you stop stressing over minor setbacks. This podcast is about how you can move the needle in your life in the direction you want through mindset, sales, marketing, and building connections. Hey, my name is Gav Lux. Welcome to the Power of Progress podcast. Have you ever had this moment when every single time you conversate with a specific person, you get this juicy nuggets of knowledge and information, which is just freaking amazing. The guy I'm talking about here is the founder and graphic designer at Motionworks. I'm talking about the photographer at Photogenic. His name is Silo My Guru. It is great to have you here, man. I love your work. What you do is absolutely amazing. It is inspirational, man. Today we'll be talking about branding and positioning. But before we jump into those juicy nuggets of information and knowledge, to someone that's listening out there and they're like, and like, who are you guys talking about? You know, just tell us, uh, 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 just give us a brief, a brief story of who is Selamai Guru. And how did you come about, you know, going into this industry of branding and positioning? Hello, Gavin. Uh, thank you for hosting us on your podcast uh, and greeting to your uh, viewers. My name is Silo Silemela, and then people know me by Silo, my guru. Guru, it's just a brand name. It's just a name that I got from varsity, from my peers, from my classmate, when we were still studying graphics. Silo uh, is just a visionary. Silo is just a guy with a big heart. I'm one person, I like to see people grow. I'm one person, I want to see more out of people. I want to see greatness. I want to see growth. I was born in Pretoria and I was raised in Rustenburg. My journey started uh, back then when I was still go high school. Uh, I used to love art and then from there there was a time that I failed grade 11 and then for me it was motivation enough to push me like there was a time whereby I didn't have that confidence but then again me failing it had to restore everything that I always wanted all that negativity that I got when I was growing up I had a mission to go out there and never add to the statistics of people who are failing. That's where the papers started. Uh, we come from a company called Motionworks. We have two divisions. We've got uh, photography, which is photogenic. Then we've got our main division, which is branding signage uh, and printing. Our job is just a simple job. Our main focus is just to teach people how to brand themselves accordingly. You come to us, we sit down with you, then we assess the market, we assess your client, we assess the sector, then we come up with solution that will be viable to your business. For in us doing that, we elevate your business. And then from there, as a client, there are certain things that you need to understand in order for us to execute your brand accordingly. You need to understand what types of clients you want, what is appealing to your client. And then from there, you build your messaging in regards to your brand. And once you're doing that, 
you'll be able to reach your target audience, of which it is your main client. Now, you mentioned some great points there, and I'd like to touch base on this specific point where you say people must figure out the message they want to send to the audiences out there. Well, we know that like content creation plays a huge role in building a brand. But you get that majority of the people are just stuck and paralyzed with what should I even post? Where should I even start? Now, the question is, how do you figure out your message with all the social platforms that we have from Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, LinkedIn? There's so many platforms. And how do you figure out your message to make it appealing to these different audiences while, while still keeping your brand intact and standing out? You know, how do you do that? How do you figure out your message in that regard? Your brand message is merely a tagline, of which it's a way of sharing your company values without giving too much information to your clients. Let's look at APSA. APSA, they say today, tomorrow, together. They want to reach to their clients and tell them that whether it's today, tomorrow, we will always be together. To tell you the truth, if you cannot answer or give your clients who you are, what you do and why you do it in just a simple tagline, then that means you don't even know your brand. So it's going to be hard to reach your clients. And once your clients don't get to understand you, it means you don't know what you are doing. So already they cannot even trust you. As an individual or as a company, you need to sit down and understand what you're trying to do. Once you can understand that, remember there are values as well. You can't just start something for the sake of uh, starting something. That's the reason why most of our local companies, they die before they can reach their fifth year. Someone would just say, okay, let me start a t-shirt brand. From there, it is a matter of them selling than a matter of reaching to the clients and building a foundation. You check your McDonald's. The reason why McDonald's is popular today for them to be where they are, McDonald's, they had to sit down and observe the market. Look, man, we need a restaurant whereby someone can just come get food and not wait long, still be able to eat in different places. Hence, you see their packaging. Their slogan, it says, I'm loving it. Who? They are reaching to kids. If you can check their previous logos, there was this other one with that M of that arc with a smile. So it was merely to attract kids. And then if today you can check McDonald's in order to give from as early as two years to five years until to Maroma 19 years 21. And then even now they can still offer like those family packs. You check your Apple. Slogan is I wanna say a thing different. It gives you class. They are telling you like they're gonna give you the best. Once we understand that narrative, your messaging, it must be aligned with your values. And then once your values are clear, it means it's easy for client to even come to you and associate themselves, trust you instantly. Remember, first impression last. It's so true what you're saying, because when you really think about it, values and principles allow you to share your message 
much easily and with conviction to the audiences out there. And the great thing about it is when you start building a team, when you start hiring or recruiting people, you recruit them into a set of values and principles, which that on its own creates a powerful culture. And I believe that is part of branding which is something uh, I also need to look into, you know, I also need to look into this. And I believe this will be so valuable to people out there, whether they have a small business that are pushing their career or they have a personal brand. I think most of us never take the time to figure out what are our set of values and principles so we can position our brand much better in the marketplace. Now, talking about positioning, talking about positioning, there's a great saying which says, you can have the right product, you can have the right services, but if you're not positioned correctly, your message will fall on dead ears. You know, it's like saying the right thing, the right thing to the right person, but at the wrong time. Now, the question is, how, how does one position their brand correctly in the marketplace? Are there any set of strategies or a way, ways to do it? How does one position their, their brand for optimum results for what they're offering. A wise man once said, once we have a product that people would pay money to have, we've got the business. I would say location play a huge role. Once you can place yourself into the right location, I'm telling you, you've got the sales. There's a market that you're gonna start with and then there's a market that you want to grow into. Only one thing that you can do you need to understand their needs. Once you understand those needs, then you need to better them and give them something more. That would give you a competitive edge from your competitors. So that means that would set you apart. Remember, you've mastered your messaging, improved your brand identity. So that means your brand awareness is there. People start to know who you are. From there, the production phase, that's why I know whether you improve. My guru, while still talking about brand positioning, you mentioned that when someone has the right location, that is it, they're gone. Now, understanding the world is going digital, and the location that almost everyone has is access to these social media platforms from TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, you name it. Now the challenge is, through observation, I have realized most people get paralyzed when they have to start creating content to build their brand. They don't know what to say, they don't know where to post it, and they don't know how to say it. They move it out to next week, next week becomes next month, next month becomes next year, next year becomes never, and the brand just evaporates into thin air. Now the question is, why do you think people get paralyzed when they have to start creating content to build a brand? And with someone that's listening here, facing that challenge, what can you tell them to overcome that fear, to overcome that fear and to make them realize that the social media platforms are the perfect tool for us to build brand awareness for our brands? Thank you for that uh, question, Gavin. But to tell you the truth, People get paralyzed simply because of they personalize their own brands. For them doing that, it means the brand starts to suffocate. It cannot grow. There won't be people who can come and assist. 
the very same people, it is hard for them to do everything. Sometimes we need to let the brand to grow and then for it to grow, we share values. Once we share the values, we're going to understand it. That's why most of the corporate companies, every time when they do their own branding, they would have a designer to do a, a corporate brand guide, whereby should you come and be part of that brand, they would give you that document. You need to study it and understand their values, their policies, in order for you to go with the same pace as that brand. But with us, the SMMEs, we become too entitled. We bring our emotions and then it suffocates the growth. We are living in a digital world whereby it is imperative for us to start learning. We need to attend seminars, workshops, whereby we get to be taught how to do it. Some people, they don't even know how to post. They don't even know the use of hashtags. As much as they can build content, Mari, it only reach certain types of people. And then in most of the time, it is the wrong market that they reach. Simply because of they don't know when, how, and who to send that content to. Guru, obviously you have been assisting a lot of companies and individuals out there when it comes to building their brands and brand positioning. Now, what are the three common mistakes that you continuously see people making when it comes to building their brand? I've came across people who started their brand for the wrong reasons, of which it's number one. Number two, it's those who personalize their own brands because of the entitlement. It makes it hard to even advise. It makes it hard to even assist. And then the third one is the lack of knowledge. Some people, they just do it for the sake of money. They don't care uh, the processes or the values. It hinders the inconsistency of the brand. And then them doing that, some, they even go to an extent of being copycats because of they would see other people doing the same concept elsewhere and then they would rather copy that and try to do it in a different location of which they didn't even do their market research. They've got different demographics most of the time. They don't even last until their third year. Just to trace back a little bit on your story, I think we tend to overlook the fact that the people that we are constantly in communication with and the people that surround us form part of our brand. How has networking and building relationships, whether be it a good relationship or a bad one, how has that directly or indirectly affected your brand? And can you touch? Can you just touch base on the importance of collaborating with other brands in order to build your brand? Given we came into the industry without any knowledge, we can only appreciate people who were part of our growth people who were there, people who took up a chance on us, people who gave us that half chance. We are very picky when it comes to people that we associate ourselves with. We don't just take anyone. We'll have to share the same interest in order for us to be aligned so that we can carry the same principles of business. We all form part of the ecosystem of growth. However, it is imperative and then it is always important for us to choose right, to choose people that would represent us well. Collaboration it is always good and very important, simply because of one, you cut unnecessary expenses, two, that's empowerment. 
You share skills, you empower one another. But it becomes a problem later on when clients start to relax and expect you to compromise policies and procedures. And later on when things do not go accordingly, they start to blame you as a service provider. That's why in most of the time, do not compromise. You must always stick to the company policies, whether it is a client whether the client has more than 10 years working with you. However, policies are there to protect both me and the client so that we do everything accordingly. You touched on some great points which are so true and relatable because in the beginning, most of us just collaborate with whoever or we associate ourselves with whoever merely because of these people are our friends or just because we know them only to find out it is just the wrong move. It is just not good for the brand. Now, assuming that someone has built a certain level of attention for that brand, but unfortunately they fail to position themselves accordingly for the right target market. I want us to talk a little bit more about rebranding. Do you believe that more companies or more individuals out there should start thinking about rebranding? And when someone starts thinking about rebranding, how should they go about it? A process of rebranding requires an individual to be able to redefine their values, their mission, their vision. Secondly, you need to put a face on that brand. That's where you need to be able to understand uh, the significance of color and text. Thirdly, you need to create a tagline. That's where you'll be able to promote your value messaging. Another thing that is more important, it's like uh, the brand consistency. A lot of businesses, they've got this tendency of switching designers every now and then. And then without giving them the relevant uh, messaging or should I say documentation with regards to their brand. Hence, we're talking about the CI guide, the corporate identity guide, whereby it will guide you how to do things with the value of that company. And then it is always good uh, to have that consistency so that you don't get to confuse your client. Once you can be able to understand su such things, it makes it easy for your client to associate themselves with your brand and then it builds that trust. You get to have that loyalty with your clients know that whether you do good or bad, they will always stick with you and always advising you to be better. On that note, that's where you get to grow. That's where you get to attract even more better clients. Now, my guru, there is something you mentioned that is so special and profound. And I want to go a little bit deeper on this topic that you believe is one of the great mistakes individuals and businesses are doing out there which is brand entitlement and people just personalizing their brands why do you feel that this is one of the great mistakes that people are doing and companies are doing can you just talk a little bit more about brand entitlement and people personalizing their brand for a business to grow uh, we need clients and then for clients to be happy it means we need to be able to package and present our product accordingly. In most of the time, there comes a point whereby business owners tend to be entitled and then they want things to be done 
according to how they feel. They bring emotions uh, up front. And in that way, that's how most of the companies, they tend to lose clients. At the end of the day, the business gets to suffer and there's no growth. My guru, we have built a tendency of, I'm going to do this alone. You know, I'm talking from experience here because I also had that mentality. You have this great idea, you're like, I'm going to save the world up until you get punched in the face and you realize it is not as easy as you think and you might need direction from time to time. Now, the reason I'm saying this is I want to ask you how important has the role of mentors been in your journey of building your brand? Business is not for a faint-hearted. Reason being, without any mentorship, it's hard. You come across a lot of challenges and problems. We as business owners, we tend to panic. When we panic, we can't think. When you don't think, that's where you are likely to make more mistakes. For you to make mistakes, it means it is a loss of revenue. But it is always important for us to do our own research and make sure that we get informed and we gather all the knowledge that we can get. We can only make use of seminars and master classes, even if it means we have to pop just a little money to go an extra mile. But other than that, unfortunately, we started our business without any mentorship, but it doesn't have to stop us from growing and pushing until we get it right. Yes, we're going to hit some potholes here and there, but at the end of the day, we need to push and make sure that we make it work. My guru, I know for sure with the previous conversations we have had that the information you're sharing here, although it is valuable, this is just the tip of the iceberg. And I know you can go for hours and go more te technical, tactical, speaking about this topic of branding and just positioning yourself in the marketplace. Now, Recently, I saw one of your posts and you were talking about initiating a branding masterclass. Can you just talk a little bit more about this branding masterclass and what people can expect if it's going to happen soon? You know, just to wrap things up so that when people, people who are interested in really becoming masters at building their brand can really start going in, in depth and making contact with you. We plan to host our master classes around June, July. And then at, at this point, we're still engaging with other specialists. And then we're still in talks with other stakeholders so that uh, we can prepare thoroughly and prepare enough content. And on those uh, master classes, we're going to unpack uh, different topics about uh, branding. That's all I can say for now. But yeah, stay tuned. Uh, we're going to give more information. Uh, check our pages, Motionworks and Guru, And then, yeah, we'll keep you in touch. Look, just keep your eyes and ears open for the upcoming Branding Masterclass around June, July, hosted by the one and only Silo My Guru. 
To wrap things up, I'd like to say thank you so much for taking the time to make this podcast, to share some insights on how people can successfully brand and position themselves in the marketplace. To the listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. Hope you found this valuable. Looking forward to your thoughts and questions you might have so we can cover those on the next podcast. Seek for knowledge because knowledge will set you free. For now, this is your boy Gav Lux signing out on the Power of Progress podcast.